Life Audio. What should we focus on during the holiday season? As we come into Christmas, what exactly are we supposed to be looking at, focusing on, and working toward? It can be so confusing. We have holiday gatherings. We are giving gifts. We are receiving gifts. We're doing all kinds of stuff that's wearing us out and putting us in a place where we just hope to hang on till the new year begins and we can get back to normal. But is this the way it's supposed to be? What should our focus be? during this time of year. I look forward to sharing that with you in just a moment. But look around you, your family, your faith. They're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining the conversation and looking forward to talking a little bit about Christmas. This is a great time of year. It is an exciting time of year. If you have children in your home, it can be a lot of fun watching those kids get excited about all that is happening. It can also be a time of stress, as we discussed last week. It can be overwhelming. It can be a time, if we're not careful, where we simply hang on and try to get through until it's all over. We don't want that to be the case. We need to focus in the right place, focus on the right thing, and if we do, we'll come through in the right way. And I want to talk about that a little bit today. Before we get there, I want to ask you to do something for me. If you are not yet subscribed to this show, subscribe. Wherever you're listening from, go ahead and subscribe. Do it right now, and uh, that would be fantastic. That lets you know when this content goes live every week, every Uh, Wednesday morning, we push this out, and I'm excited to share it with you. If you are not subscribed, you will miss it, I promise. So please subscribe, and then share this content out with other folks, other people in your life and in your world would benefit from these conversations as well. And uh, I'm excited to share this content with you. We'd love to share it with as many people as possible. And as you share that out, that's how our channel, our platform grows, and we can do more content like this. Um, I'm excited about uh, today's podcast, of course. I'm excited about some of the conversations we have coming up. Uh, Man, we've already recorded. I've already recorded a couple great podcasts. I'm looking forward to sharing with you in the new year. So excited about that. A lot of good things going on. But this is Christmas time. We're coming into uh, the final stretch here. We're pushing toward the big day. And there's so much going on. It can be easy 
to get lost. (laughs) Uh, It's easy to have so many things we have to look at at the same time that we miss looking at the most important thing. Uh, Certainly, if you want to confuse a person, (laughs) you want to confuse an animal, throw a bunch of stuff out there for them to look at, and they'll not be able to focus on any one thing. People are the exact same way. When you have multiple things going on, you can juggle pretty well most of the time, but you can't focus really in on the one thing that actually matters because you're looking at everything. When we come into Christmas, we need to ask the question, what exactly should we be focusing on? Now, in our last podcast last week, if you haven't listened to it, go and check it out. I gave you some thoughts on how to have a good holiday season, Uh, not just Christmas. When I talk about the holidays, it's funny, people get upset when you say, Uh, happy holidays, or talk about this time as the holidays, right? Uh, Christians can be weird, and we get upset about stuff. Uh, When I talk about the holidays, I'm talking about the holidays. It's easier than saying, uh, hey, happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a great New Year. It's just, I hope you have a great holiday season. It's a season that begins with Thanksgiving and then goes into Christmas, gets into the new year. It's all the holidays. Um, We talked about how to have a good holiday season last week. Go and check that out. Some things I think can be a help to you. But specifically to Christmas today, we have got to be looking at Christmas the right way or we're going to miss it. What do we need to focus on during Christmas? I'm going to give you a short answer, then we're going to talk about it a little bit. I want to give you some verses, and then we'll be done. So this is not a complicated episode at all. In fact, this is a very simple episode, but again, I think some stuff here that can be a help to you if you'll pay attention. What should we focus on? Well, we talked about this a little bit last week. We used the phrase that Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season, and truly, Jesus is the reason for the season. What do we celebrate at Christmas? We celebrate, and we do a lot of other stuff, but we celebrate, or should be celebrating, the birth of Christ. It's Christmas. Oddly, I've seen a lot of stuff going around uh, this season. More, More so than at other seasons, it's always kind of there, but more so than at other seasons, I've seen a lot of people talk about this uh, this thing that Christmas is a pagan holiday and <clears throat> as Christians we shouldn't be celebrating Christmas or <laughs> whatever. Um, I don't know what you celebrate at Christmas. <clears throat> and there certainly is a very commercial aspect to the Christmas season and the Christmas holiday. I, I know that. I understand that. But what we should be celebrating is the birth of Jesus, our Savior. We could argue over the date in some of our traditions as Americans here in the West. We do some stuff. We could, we could argue about all of that. But the focus of Christmas should be the birth of Christ, the birth of Jesus, the birth of our Savior. Now, I try to make this point as often as I possibly can around this time of year. We are not celebrating a baby in a manger. We're not celebrating uh, the 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 trappings that come along with that we look to that and we celebrate what happened when jesus did come as a baby in a manger but not because we're celebrating a baby because we are celebrating we're rejoicing in the fact of emmanuel god with us that god left heaven that he came to earth in human form 
and that he came with the purpose. Jesus was asked, why did you come? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came, we find this in his prayer to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane before the crucifixion. He came to do the will of God, the Father. We have a hard time with the Trinity, God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. But we see all of that in the life of Christ as he prayed to God the Father, he as God the Son, God in the flesh, uh, then talking to his disciples about leaving and the Holy Spirit of God coming and replacing him to guide us and dwell us and then guide us into truth. We see that happening, but God left heaven, he came to earth, he was enrobed in human flesh, entirely God, while at the same time entirely man. And why did he do that? So that he could die in our place for our sin on the cross. That's where we start this conversation. (laughs) So what do we celebrate at Christmas? We celebrate the birth of our Savior. If you miss that, this Christmas season, you're missing it. Give gifts. Do stuff with your kids. Do stuff with your family. I I talked about this in in the last podcast. Uh, There should be some traditions that you do. You need to spend time with people that are close to you and then work out from there. Have a wonderful time. This is a very fun time of year. It's a special time of year. But don't miss in all of it the reason that we celebrate. We celebrate because God so loved the world. (laughs) that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what we celebrate. So, then, what should we focus on during Christmas if we're celebrating the birth of Christ? This is a wonderful principle that we need to get a hold of as Christian people. And let me take an aside here real quick. When I give principles for moving forward in life, and and this is a different season, we're talking about a few things uh, kind of outside of the how do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. But, But this principle that we're talking about today is one that can always carry us forward throughout the year, regardless of what you're going through, uh, regardless of what issues you're dealing with. The principle that we're going to discuss today is one that will carry you forward if you really get a hold of it. It's just highlighted at the Christmas time, at, at Christmas time, at this Christmas season. What you should focus on at Christmas, just as you should throughout the rest of the year is focus on following the example of the one who we celebrate. Now, please stick with me here. (laughs) We've got to build the whole case. We celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus. That's wonderful. In celebrating the birth of Jesus, what we're really celebrating is the fact that at the moment that the earth was without hope, lost, redemption came in the form of Jesus. He was born so that he could live and die in our place on the cross. And we know we get to Easter later on uh, in this next year, we celebrate not only that he died but that he rose again that he defeated sin and he defeated death and he gave us gives us new life in christ 
a relationship with God. This is what we celebrate. But what we focus on as we celebrate should be the reason that he came and the way that he lived. I want to read a couple of verses and then try to explain this. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, listen, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. All right, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to look to Jesus. Now, listen to what I'm saying. (laughs) This is so important. It's easy for us to come to a holiday or at dark moments in our life, down moments in our life, those trials and tribulations, those, it would be easier to stay where we are and die moments of our life. It's easy at those times of our life to step back and say, I'm so thankful that Jesus came. I'm thankful that he died for my sin. I'm thankful that he made a way for me to have a relationship with God. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that hope. And the hope of eternity with God is the greatest hope there is. However, we have been called to more than simply hanging on to the hope of the future. We have been called in this life, while we're here on earth, to follow the life example of Jesus Christ. This is... So simple, and yet so fundamental to who we were created by God to be. Ephesians chapter 2, we love these verses, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's a a wonderful verse. (laughs) Those verses teach us an incredible truth. They teach us the truth that we are saved not because of anything that we do, but we're saved because of the price that Jesus Christ paid for us on the cross. But check this out. After it tells us that we're saved by grace through faith, that it's not of works, verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We miss it because we love the first two verses. It's all of God, it's none of us. And it is all of God and it's none of us. But there was a purpose in it, not simply to have a relationship with God, not simply to have a home in heaven uh, in the future when our body dies, but rather created unto good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. Going back to 1 Peter 2, verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ suffered for us, leaving an example that you should follow his steps. Don't miss this. I've said this like five times already in this podcast. I don't know if you're missing it or not, but I need to remind you, don't miss this. Being a Christian is not just about what may happen or will happen in the future. It's about how you live today. Let me say it this way. For those of you that listen to this podcast regularly, being a Christian is the march or die life. 
being a Christian is putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to move forward in a purposeful, faith-filled, God-following way, even though it may be easier in your current circumstance or in your current moment to stay where you are and die. The Christian life says, I could stay here, I could hang on, I could kick it into neutral, I could stop moving forward in any meaningful way and just wait till Jesus comes. I can do that or better, more importantly, I can put one foot in front of the other, just as Jesus did while he was on this earth. Just as Jesus moved forward, just as Jesus made his way to the cross throughout the course of his physical life on this earth, just as Jesus did, I can follow that example and live like Jesus. That's the point. Why do we have the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why do we have a record of the life of Jesus Christ while he was on this earth? We might have a lot, of exam- or a lot of answers to that question. We sometimes get the idea that when Jesus came, he came only to die on the cross. He came uh, supremely to die on the cross, most importantly to die on the cross. But Jesus, God, could have taken on human flesh and come to earth, done that, and been gone in a very short period of time. But what he did instead was he sent his son to be born in a manger, to grow up, to live, to walk among men, to live in a family, to have these conversations, and to do these things that are recorded in the Gospels, so that we have an example to follow. It's crazy when people say that Christianity is so much about uh, giving your life to Christ or accepting the gift of salvation, accepting forgiveness of sin, and then being kicked out on your own to figure it out. That is absolutely not the truth. The Bible tells us exactly how we should live, and it gives us the example of the only perfect person who's ever lived, Jesus Christ, our Savior. His example is the example that we are to follow. So, (laughs) going back... To the point of today's episode. What should we focus on at Christmas? Well, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, so we should focus on the same thing that he focused on. He made his way to the cross for sure, but he lived a life that had a singular focus. What was the focus of the life of Christ? I could give you my opinion. I'm not afraid to give my opinion. You may have noticed that. (laughs) But I'm not going to give you my opinion right now. I'm going to read some verses. Check this out. The Bible, by the way, as another aside, has some areas that are hard to understand. I, I, I will certainly acknowledge that. Very good people argue about a lot of things in the Bible. But so much of the Bible is so clear. Matthew chapter 28, uh, 20 and verse 28. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Well, the part where he gave his life a ransom for many, we can't do that. <laughs> but how did he live? Well, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20 and verse 28 says that he came not to be ministered to, not to be served, but to minister, to serve others. 
Get your brain around that if you can. I can't. (laughs) But get your brain around that. Jesus is God. As God, He is the Creator. In fact, John chapter 1 and verse 1, the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, start with the birth of Christ. John just goes all the way back and talks about who he is and why it's important and then starts with his life as an adult, his life of ministry. John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, that's Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. (laughs) All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Jesus is God. Jesus is the Creator. Follow with me. As the Creator, He made us... We are the creation. He made this globe, the earth that we walk on, that we live on. He created everything in balance so that we would have air to breathe and water to drink and we could sustain ourselves. He did all of this. He is God. If there was ever anyone that has the right to demand to be served, it's God. And yet the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus was explaining this concept to his disciples. They had a hard time understanding sometimes. They made some mistakes. Uh, They were like us. Jesus did some feet washing. Uh, Again, we could spend a lot of time here. I, I can't even picture this. That God would wash the feet of his creation, and yet he did. In John chapter 13 and verse 14, uh, this is a couple of verses here, 14 through 17, Jesus is speaking. He said, If ye then, or if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Jesus said, I've given you an example of service so that you could serve others. Philippians chapter 2, if you've ever heard me preach, teach, you've probably heard me talk about Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This mind, the mind of Christ, the attitude of Christ. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus is God. He was God while he was on the earth. He never doubted that. He never forgot it. And yet he humbled himself and did what? It says, the Bible does, that he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Here's what he did. He served us. He did what only He could do for us. Jesus didn't need the salvation provided by by His own death on the cross. 
we needed him to provide the salvation that came by his way of death on the cross. He came, he lived, he served. And he did that in the ultimate way that only God could do. He died in our place on the cross. So, what does it all mean? I'm going to come back in just a second and wrap this up. Explaining what it means that Jesus lived a life of service. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So what does it mean that Jesus lived a life of service? That he came not to be served, but to serve? Not to be ministered to, but to minister to others? That he explained to his disciples that they should wash the feet of others? Uh, Again, this is an illustration that as God washed their feet, as God served them, they should serve others. What does it mean that we're told to have the mind of Christ, the mind that allowed God in the flesh to humble himself and be murdered by his creation so that he could provide redemption and the forgiveness of sins? What does it all mean? It means that if we're following the example of Christ as we're called to, if we're following the example that Christ set for us throughout his life, then we'll do so by serving others. We talk so often about being servants. We talk so often about service. When we talk about Jesus, we often look back. We weren't there, but we look back fondly to what we know of him through Scripture and think of him as a servant. You picture Jesus talking to children. You picture Jesus ministering to the least of these, to those who had no one else, healing those who were outcasts in society, to putting up (laughs) with his disciples who just didn't get it, but he was patient and he worked with them, to feeding those who needed food, Jesus serving. 
Jesus serving as he taught, as he helped us to understand how we should live and what we should do. Jesus as the servant. We know that Jesus wasn't weak, and to be a servant doesn't mean you're weak. Examples of Jesus dealing directly with Satan. Jesus rebuking Satan. Jesus clearing out the area around the temple where the money changers were. Jesus driving people out by force. He wasn't weak, but he was a servant. He ministered to others. And it should be the focus of our life that our life is not our focus. Why do we decide to stay where we are when we know we should put one foot in front of the other in March? Because at some moments in time, we make our lives about us. You know who keeps marching forward? You know who doesn't stop? Who doesn't give up? Who doesn't quit? Who doesn't uh, hit it into neutral? Who doesn't simply try to get by? People whose lives are wrapped up in serving others. You march forward because there are people in your life who need you to march forward. What should the focus of the Christmas season be? (laughs) The focus of the Christmas season should be the same focus we have at every other time of the year. To honor our Savior by following His example of service to others. Giving gifts, receiving gifts, going to parties, spending time with people you may not otherwise spend time with, enjoying the holiday, all of those things are wonderful. But when you do all of those things with the focus of serving others, how can I be a blessing to other people? How can I serve other people? How can I, using the language of the New Testament, minister to other people? When we realize it's not about us, then we're not simply trying to survive or simply trying to get by, trying to hang on. Instead, we're looking for every opportunity we have to serve. And that carries us forward. I've used the illustration so often, but thinking back to my time in the military, I think about those that I had the opportunity to lead. And I wonder what would have happened if I had just given up. Many of them would have been the collateral damage of my decision to stop moving forward. Because it wasn't about me then, and it's not about me now. What about my kids now? What if I, what if I gave up? What if I quit? That's not serving them. That's ther- serving myself and damaging them. Other people in your life that need you to continue moving forward because it's not about you. It never has been, it never will be, and the best way to go through the Christmas season, the best way to enjoy truly the spirit of this time of year is to reflect the one that we celebrate, our Savior Jesus. Who are you serving and how are you serving? What is the focus of Christmas? The focus of Christmas, if done 
right should be serving others. I'll say this as we conclude, that should be the focus of every day of our lives. Because when we serve others, there are few things in this life that will keep us from moving forward. The decision to march has already been made when we make the focus of our life following the example of Jesus and serving. What a great, great truth. I hope that as a perspective is helpful to you. Share this out with someone that needs to hear it and be encouraged. So many great opportunities at this time of year to do a bunch of stuff we wouldn't normally do, of course, but to serve others. There are some people that need to be served at this time of year. Take it upon yourself to do that, (laughs) because that's what Jesus would do, and that's who we celebrate. Uh, Take some time uh, as you finish this podcast. Go over to Life Audio. Look at some of the other podcasts that are there, some great podcasts. Um, I've gotten to know a few of the hosts there recently um, through connections from Life Audio, and it's been just fantastic. Man, so many good people. Um, great messages, really create those podcasts and those messages with the desire to help. And I'd encourage you to go and check those out. That would be fantastic. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and look forward to talking to you the next time we are together. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.